This year, we're up about uh, 30%. Okay, got it. So that if you're going to break 4 million this year, that would mean you did like 3.2-ish or something like that last year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Rafferty Pendery. He is the founder of a company, a studio really called Studio 98 that spins out all kinds of great ideas right now, mainly focused on gray suit retail. He's also an international public speaker and tech entrepreneur who owns several successful companies in the software and marketing space, serving a wide range of businesses from SMBs to Fortune 500s. Rafferty, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So let's talk first. Studio 98, when did you launch the studio that's pumping out all these ideas? Uh, it was about 13 years ago. Okay, so 27, uh, sorry, 2007-ish time frame. And what was your first idea? Do you remember? Was it software, e-commerce? What space was it in? Clothing company. Clo- tell me about that. So I started a clothing company. I actually did my first one when I was a, when I was a kid. I came up with this concept for a, a t-shirt. Thought it would be fun. Uh, basically did the dishes about 12,000 times to get the money for it from my parents. Got, got a shirt made, made 100 shirts, sold them at 25 bucks a piece. Made twenty five hundred bucks when I was twelve. Not too shabby. How so? Sorry, how old were you in two thousand seven? Two thousand seven, I was nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so a couple years after twelve. What was the first company you launched out of Studio ninety eight, the clothing company? So I started uh, because because of that having that kind of background as a kid, I always thought that would be fun to do. So I started the clothing company, um, and it really evolved it into when I, when I needed to get a website made and it was seemed cumbersome and difficult. I decided I need to figure out how to do this. So I built it for myself, but started building it for other people. And that really was the beginning of studio 98 itself, which was custom development, um, design and development, basically. T-shirts, physical items, a lot of atoms. You move into bits at some point, software enters the picture. What year is that? And, and what brought you into software? Uh, within about a year um, in software for me, because I just saw the opportunity where I could really help people. Um, and it was a real interest for me. You know, I sat there and figured it out and kind of grinded it out late, late nights while having a full-time job. And so I figured this was a better route for me to go. Me to go. Well, what was the software though? What were you building? Um, at the time it was just custom websites. That's what, that's what we started with. And over time it kind of evolved into software um, and, and more actual applications. 
Talk to me about the first software application. So you go from custom consulting, really you're writing custom code, one per thing. It's not software as a service yet. When do you start building sort of a repeatable business model, repeatable process? Um, so it was about three, yeah, three years in, um, we were building e-commerce websites and realized that there was a need to uh, fill building e-commerce websites where we're, we have a relationship with manufacturers so that we can actually pull in their product catalogs not just be the e-commerce piece, but actually help facilitate that because the retailers dealing with 2000 products for some of our retailers is really difficult. So if we can set up the relationship with the manufacturer, that was kind of the approach. How did you have, or how did you build your manufacturing genes? Were you sourcing back when you were 19? Were you sourcing, you know, suppliers in China and things of this nature? Um, I did, but, but interestingly enough for me, I was, I was actually just finding people that I could help solve problems for them. And it was actually one of those people that I partnered with for Gracie Retail, which was our e-commerce platform. It was really our first SaaS software as a service platform that we launched. Um, And he had a background in furniture. And so we together were able to actually solve that problem starting in furniture. So 2007 t-shirts via Studio 98, you then get into some software three years later in 2010. Eventually that morphs into gray suit retail, a nice blend of e-commerce uh, plus obviously physical goods, but really a SaaS play here. So talk, tell us what gray suit is today. Um, yeah. So today gray suit retail uh, is a platform where we help retailers actually sell more stuff online. So you can think, you know, there's Shopify's of the world who are just the e-commerce piece. In our case, what we wanted to do was actually set up a relationship with manufacturers so that we preload all their product catalogs. So we have millions of products in our product catalog. So a retailer who comes along who sells 2000 items can give a list of SKUs. It just appears on their website. They don't have to build products and build products and things like that. Um, so it's, so it's you're really managing them. You're like. really managing the metadata on the back end, right? If the product catalog is 2,000 SKUs, you're then pushing out that same metadata for the Amazon headline, but also the Walmart integration or the FedEx integration, et cetera. Yep, exactly. Interesting. Okay. The, your website, though, you talk about all kinds of stuff. I mean, I can't even list all the things that you list here in terms of what you, you touch or do. So what I do see is when I click get started, it says plans start $150 per month. So let's start there and then work backwards. What's the average customer today pay you per month? Um, it's anywhere from 150 to $900, depending on how big their product catalog is and how many add-ons they have. And, and what do you feel like is a good average between 100 and 900? Um, it's going to be about 350. And let's talk about that persona specifically. If okay. someone's paying you 350 bucks per month, how many SKUs are they probably managing with you? Uh, uh, anywhere from 2000 to 10,000. Interesting. Okay. So then the people that pay you more than that, they're managing what hundreds of thousands of SKUs? We have some people that have about 200,000 items. Wow. Can you give me an example of that kind of customer? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some furniture manufacturers, for example, who are furniture retailers who um, have relationships with a number of different manufacturers. And in their case, they want to have a relation. They want to have all of these products available to people. Um, mm-hmm. There are other ones that are jewelry, for example, um, that have quite a lot of items. So, but, but I'd say the bulk of them would have anywhere from, uh, 500 to 2000 items. And Rafferty, you really got gray suit going, like it was a well-oiled machine. You had monthly pricing plans. You said three years ago in 2017. Uh, no, we, we launched that three years after we launched C98. So it was, we've been going, uh, 10, 10, 11, 11 years now. Got it. So 2010 is when you really launched this. How'd you get your first hundred or maybe first 10 customers? 
Um, we actually set up a relationship with uh, one of the b- biggest manufacturers in the furniture industry. Again, we started in furniture, but we branched we branched out over the years into other industries. But we set up a relationship with them. Their sales force actually recommends our websites, and so we really nurture those relationships and then provide real value to the retailer. Is really our focus. Okay. Who is that big furniture manufacturer? Well, we know them. Uh, yeah, they're they're the largest in the world. Or largest in the U.S. and one of the largest in the world. You yeah, yeah. We don't know. We, yeah, we don't know who that is. It's called Ashley. Yeah, Ashley Furniture. Interesting. Would are, are I, I don't see them on like billboards or anywhere like that. Do they are they like the ones behind Restoration Hardware? Or what? What brands are they behind? Would we know any of them? Uh, I mean, they are the largest manufacturer and one of the, and the largest retailer in the country. Um, they they're they're in many different locations. You you would see their corporate stores more and more, but um, they're they do. Oh, I don't know. They're privately owned. They're a pretty big company. They do a number of billions of dollars. So. And how did you get and convince them to put your product line in their product offering? And then secondly, how did you empower their sales force to recommend Grace Suit and actually drive real sales? Um, so we that was just basically uh, through relationships. So was how we got the opportunity. We, we found somebody who we partnered with another company who had a relationship and we basically worked out a mutual way that we could solve the problem for everybody. Um, and then in the meeting itself, they had a need, you know, we basically were able to get to, to solve the need that they had. Somebody else had kind of fallen down on solving that need for them. And we came in and said, yes, we'll solve it. And we worked around the clock, you know, in, in solving the problem for them, basically. Now, Ashley's not going to sell your product for free and have their salespeople spend time selling your product for free. And they also have to pay their salespeople commission as well. So you've obviously worked out some form of split here. Obviously, you probably can't go into the actual split. But what's the general structure? Is the commission basis percent of the sale, something like that? Not in that case. In that case, it's their their whole mindset is furniture. So what they're going for is that there there is no split. And they've brought in a couple other... Uh, you know, companies that they will recommend depending on the regions, you know, of the sales reps, um, they have, you know, a few options of people they can offer. We've been the one that's been consistent for the past 10 years, basically. So okay. some other people, so you're not paying in. Ashley anything. No. no. Yeah, okay. Fascinating. Okay. Got it. So that's your first 10 customers. You obviously scaled over the past 10 years. How many customers are you serving today? Um, that platform has 700, 700 and change. Why do you say that platform? Uh, gray suit does itself, but, but you could, we you could just say we have software. 700. Yeah. We have 700 clients in that, in that particular product, because like we had, you kind of touched on, we have taken the opportunity to, um, build and invest in our own software as a service platforms. We've taken those, uh, ideas that we can solve and need in a particular industry, turn that into a software as a service product. That's where we're at with gray suit today. And Graysuit is the largest company in terms of revenue that has come out of Studio 98? Yes. Can I take $350 a month on average times 700 customers? You're doing about a quarter million a month in revenue in that product line? Um, it was more than that. Yeah, it would be more than that overall. overall. What revenue would I be missing? Are there professional services on top of it? There, or yeah, there's, some, there's some extra services on top of that, yeah. Okay, got it. So this year, then, just to be clear, you think you'll do more than three, four million dollars in terms of total revenue? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Have you bootstrapped? Yes. No, no investors. Congratulations, that's rare. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. It, you know, for for me, I think it was 
it was a, uh, it definitely provided its own set of challenges, but it also provided this freedom. No, I can totally understand. Now, do you own 100% equity or do you have co-founders? Uh, co-founders in that. How many? Two. Well, Two, one, okay. one in Gracie Retail and one in the in the joint venture that we have. Uh, the joint venture is Studio 98 or the joint venture with Ashley? With Ashley. Oh, I see. So you've got sort of Studio 98, which is the agency that pumped out Graysuit Digital the Tech. And then for distribution on Graysuit, you've got another sort of JV with a partner that also is sort of co-founder in the software company. Yep. And and my my I guess approach has been find people with specialized abilities in certain fields and areas. And let's see how I can bring bring the tech side of it with their experience in, in the the actual industry itself. itself. Mm-hmm. Now that makes a lot of sense. So talk to so bootstrapped. You've got nice scale here. You've scaled up to over three, 4 million bucks in revenue over the last decade, really serving this sector. Help us understand growth a little bit. If you'll do is call it three or 4 million this year, what'd you finish last year at? Oh, I'd have to break it out. I totally, it, we're, we're up. I mean, this year we're up about uh, 30%. Okay, got it. So that if you're going to break 4 million this year, that would mean you did like 3.2-ish or something like that last year. Yeah. So the, the reason I'm building to that, COVID helped you or hurt you? Helped. Yeah, everyone has to go online. They need metadata management. Yeah. And 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 for us, we we had to actually pivot. We had to change a couple things in, in terms of our approach. Um, there were some extra needs that we found that needed to be solved. And I think ultimately the mindset that we attacked this at at the beginning was... There are people who are going to agree that it's all bad and everything's all over in the entire world. And that wasn't something that we agreed with. So we, not even on purpose, we actually accidentally realized that because other people were starting to drop the ball because they agreed that the world's over, um, we actually started picking up customers from our competitors who really weren't doing, they didn't take the approach of we're going to use this as an opportunity to expand. How many customers did you add this year? Um, on Graysuit, it was uh, about 100 and 150 so far. And we're on track right now. It's it, The last month and a half, it's been scaling a lot. That's great. I mean, you have 700 today. So, I mean, what's that 20, 30% growth in the customer base on a logo basis over the past 12 months is pretty healthy, especially obviously during a big lockdown period. That's great. Yeah, I think in the next three months, we'll be over 1,000. That's great. Um, what's the team size today? How many people total? Uh, with Graysuit, it's, it's about 12. 12. And how many engineers? Uh, four. Four. Got it. And do you, besides yourself, doing obviously hustling and selling, do you have any quota carrying sales reps there? Uh, just one. Just one. Okay, cool. And how did you, it's always tricky making your first sales hire. When did you have the confidence to say, okay, I can stop selling all myself. We'll bring on our first sales hire. Here's what we think their quota should be. Like, how'd you think through that? Um, I mean, fortunately, because Graysuit was brought on as a, an extension of Studio 98, I already had sales reps. So the concept didn't kind of freak me out. It's for me, I think that the point where you can bring on a sales rep is, is at the moment that you figure out how to sell it. Like when you know mm-hmm. what you to know say what to get somebody interested and signed up, I think you can get a sales rep on. So what do you set that first sales reps annual, like first year quota at considering you're selling $350 a month on average plans? Um, in that case, uh, it was basically, um, gosh, how did I set it at the beginning? This is like 10 years ago. So, so but you can talk about it now, how it works today. Yeah. I mean, basically it would be, it would be uh, two to three a week is what that person should be bringing on. And, and, you know, that, that intro, that 
recurring piece there is the base level starting point. Then you build services on top of that. So over time, that revenue starts to scale per customer um, because mm-hmm. because we have the intro side of it. Just get get them on something we can actually help solve their problem with now. And let's take those guys who are interested in real growth and let's add some higher level services to that. And so that's kind of how that goes. And what do you think? So on 4 million total revenue that you think you'll do this year, how much of that, what percent do you think will be upsell service revenue? Um, about 25%. Okay. That's pretty, there's probably more room to expand that even, right? There is. Yeah. And, that, and that, that's what we've been basically adding on at this point. Our focus, our primary focus at the beginning was really just getting the number of accounts. Um, and so, yeah. What's your best selling service offering after you've landed a you know recurring software customer? Um, advertising, running paid ads for them. Oh, interesting. So if someone's if a furniture company is using you and they say, "Hey, manage a uh, hundred grand a month in ad spend for us," how much of that will you keep as your own revenue? Ten percent. Okay, interesting. And I don't know enough about furniture space advertising. Is that competitive enough where they won't try and replace you and bring bring that in house as soon as they can? Uh, they, they generally don't. Um, and you know, that, that does vary per industry, but it also does vary per business. Some people just like the fact that we do this for a living all day, every day. So we know selling retail in general, because we have jewelry, we have, uh, furniture and jewelry would be probably our two bigger, um, areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is great. Any plans to raise capital, you know, feel extra growth? Uh, nope. That's great. Very good. All right, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, favorite business book. I would say rework from base from 37 signals. Property. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I, I mean, I, I'd say Elon Musk. I, I like aspects of, you know, him and his drive. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building gray suit? I don't totally understand the question on that one. Favorite, favorite online tool. Um, I mean, we have our own custom project management system, so maybe I'm biased our, our own tools. The purpose of that question. So the audience can learn about a tool that makes you more effective as a CEO. So obviously they can't use your own. internal. Oh, yeah. Thing. I would Let's, say click up, click up, click up. Great. Yeah. Yep. And we just had Zeb and that crew on a couple of days ago, actually passed $30 million in terms of run rate bootstrapped up to that before raising a nice $35 million round here recently. Good story there. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Oh, eight. And what's your situ- situation, Rafferty? Married, single kiddos? Married 12 years. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. How many kids? Nope. nope. Okay. And how old are you? 34. 34. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, that I did not have to do everything myself, that, I, that there are really good people in the world that you can actually train your staff to do more. Guys, gray suit retail, helping big brands, mainly furniture and jewelry brands, manage their metadata across all their thousands of SKUs online, more critical today than ever. He's now serving 700 customers at an average price of 350 bucks per month just on the SaaS side. Obviously, upsell about 25% of their revenue comes from services. will break $4 million in revenue this year, up about 25% year over year. All bootstrapped, which we love. Rafi, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Appreciate it.